So what nationality are always at the end of the race? The Finnish cocky bastards. Thank you for tuning into American Dispatches once again. This is the news entertainment podcast that provides you a snapshot of the most impactful stories from home and abroad, helping you stay informed, invest more wisely, and just sound smarter than your dumb friends. I'm your host, Vic. Traveled to 105 countries, hold a BA in international relations, an NBA, and been a contributor to Soldier of Fortune magazine. Now, all that was in the pursuit of knowledge and American stories worth telling. That is what we try to bring you here every day. Today, we're going to cover the top five news stories in five minutes and get into a piece about the new world order forming the alliances between China, Russia, and Iran, and what potential conflicts the West may face in the future. First up, we go to India, where U.S. sends over $100 million in COVID relief supplies and redirects a major vaccine shipment to help our most populous ally. That says the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, has helped route 960,000 rapid diagnostic tests for COVID, over 100,000 pairs of N95 masks to protect India's frontline medical staff. And then the Biden administration has also redirected its own order of AstraZeneca manufacturing supplies to India, which will allow to make over 20 million doses of AstraZeneca's new COVID-19 vaccine. As a sign of gratitude, India has agreed to make May 5th, a day where no telemarketer will call any U.S. household whatsoever. Hello, I'm Bill from Ohio calling about your credit card services. Turkish security forces capture high-ranking ISIS fugitive in Istanbul. The arrest was made Sunday as the foreigner, an Afghan national who is believed to be the right-hand man of now-dead ISIS leader al-Baghdadi, who was killed by U.S. forces in 2019. They're apparently only releasing his nickname as Asim. He was arrested in Istanbul on the Asian side of the city. He was traveling on a fake passport. Apparently, he's been off the map since 2017. Whereabouts unknown. And this does come at a time when the group is trying to make a comeback in the region, and Turkish forces have made other arrests of suspected militants. Meanwhile, anyone in the world who has ever heard of COVID commented on the matter. ISIS comeback? Dude, those guys are like so 2019. Canadian Health Ministry set to require a vaccine passport for all international travelers, including those coming in from the United States. Like the U.S., Canada is in talks with other countries about finding a general consensus for universally acceptable solutions including vaccine passports. The most popular option now would be something to take the form of an app on your phone. Anti-vaxxers everywhere are upset by the step, not because of obvious potential infringements to their liberty, but rather that they will have to finally do that new iOS update 14.5. Jeez, I mean, it screws up all my other apps and my messaging, all sorts of stuff. Biden makes public the Trump administration's policies on drone strikes and high-risk commando raids. That's as they publicly disclosed a set of rules secretly issued by the Trump administration in 2017 on, quote, direct action operations in and outside of conventional war zones. The Biden administration has suspended these measures as it weighs out what to keep and what to remove, as well as ways to tighten the guidelines. One of the major differences with the Trump administration's guidelines was that it gave commanders in the field latitude to make decisions about attacks so long as they fit within a broad 
criteria of, quote, operating principles, including that there should be near certainty that civilians will not be injured or killed in the course of operations. Biden reportedly sarcastically joked with reporters, here's the deal. Did you know that guy conducted 540 drone strikes during his time in office? Just as the White House press corps began to gasp, he added, ha, just kidding. That was actually how many of the Obama administration carried out. Gotcha. Six American oil executives released from prison but placed in house arrest in Venezuela. That's on a little-known case referred to as the Sitco Six, as Americans who were jailed years ago in Venezuela were released reportedly in a goodwill gesture to Biden, but placed on house arrest in the South American country. Although the regime may hope to warm relations with the new administration, meanwhile, the governor of Texas, where the Houston-based Sitco headquarters is located, reportedly commented on his constituents' illegal capture. Maduro can kiss my Texas ass. One emerging trend and potential conflict that we really need to start looking out for, it's not getting a lot of press in the U.S. media, is the quickly forming alliance between Russia and China. With it, they're bringing on Iran into the fold and potentially other players to kind of create this East versus West split. And that's since the mid-1950s. Have we had to really kind of contend with a potentially aligned China and Russia? They've had their own issues in the past. So a new world order is definitely forming. Of course, I'm not talking about the NWO consisting of Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash of 1990s wrestling fame. No, this is potentially much more serious. Now, there is a lot of potential synergy between the two major players, Russia and China. Russia, of course, has generations worth of military technology and experience, but lacks really major economic strength. I mean, the U.S. and I believe several Western European nations basically have a larger GDP than Russia does. China, on the other hand, economic powerhouse, whose own military ambitions could be expedited with Russia's help. So there's a lot of back scratching between the two. Sprinkle in other authoritarian regimes like Iran, who very related note, China just inked a 25-year mutual cooperation agreement with, together potentially with Venezuela, North Korea, and others. We could be facing a pretty formidable adversary. And like I said, the, the country, the world could be very quickly descending into a Cold War era, almost East versus West type uh, scenario. That comes as ISIS and the threat of terrorism is significantly reduced here. Now, just kind of give you an idea in terms of the tone of the situation. Sure, you read about the very tense meeting between the Secretary of State and his Chinese counterpart in Alaska that kind of set the tone for the new administration's policies. What's lesser reported is Chinese Foreign Affairs Secretary Director Yang, who's kind of like the Chinese equivalent to the Secretary of State, was quoted in developing relations with Russia, that the China relation cooperation we see, quote, no limit, no forbidden zone and no ceiling as to sh- how far this cooperation could go. Putin himself claimed that in a press conference in December, said he claimed he could, quote, imagine a military alliance with Beijing, adding that the synergies between the two countries have reached a point where this is, quote, an allied relationship in the full sense of the multifaceted strategic partnership. Now, the U.S., obviously not without its friends either, particularly under the Biden administrations, we've looked to strengthen up the existing NATO alliance to counter any kind of Russian aggression in Europe. And then starting under uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, we've really looked to the Quad, which is in the Pacific Theater, an informal alliance consisting of the U.S., Japan, India, and Australia, as well as other partners in the region, to kind of counter 
what's seen as a growing, growingly aggressive China, particularly in the South China Sea and over Taiwan. It's not just under potential conflict. Now, the space race is, is also going to be competing between the two of us. The China and Russia also announced last month that they're going to be creating a research station on the moon together, setting the, setting the stage for competing space programs, one led by China and the other by the U.S. We've also had tit-for-tat sanctions, mostly over the eager issue in Xinjiang. As the U.S., Canada, Britain, and the EU jointly announced sanctions on China, China retaliated by creating sanctions of their own against some U.S. and European officials. Now, what to look out for? What the hell does this mean? No doubt you're going to see in the news a lot of reports of escalating tensions in the South China Sea. That's mostly in Filipino waters as China seeks to establish or reestablish itself there. And also, obviously, over Taiwan, this is seen as a potential flashpoint. So what's going to get a lot of press is Chinese incursions into to airspaces, Chinese vessels in different areas, that type of thing. Here are some lesser known things to pay attention to. Cuba. Now, as the world is quickly transitioning into this kind of new world order, Cuba itself is in a time of serious transition. As we talked about last week, Miguel Diaz took power as... Raul Castro left, leaving. It would be the first time since the 1950s that a Castro has not been in power. Now, Diaz himself is younger. At the same time, the island itself has various democratic movements, most notably the San Isidro movement, and could be very receptive to kind of democratic reform. More on the U.S.'s Page that is might be something we want to shore up now before China or Russia increases their presence on the island right there in our neighborhood. I mean, I personally think we should support an effort to make Mr. Worldwide himself Pitbull head of the small nation, but could you imagine? Lastly, just how coordinated some of these events are, it doesn't seem to be reported, but at the same time, China is having these repeated flyovers in Taiwan's defense identification zone literally the same week. Russia is amassing over 100,000 troops on Ukrainian's border. Now, bureaus in the Europe and bureaus in the Pacific seem to be reporting this as completely independent from one another, where I believe that it's a sign of communication between the nations. Same time, USS Firebolt, was a uh, Navy ship, was forced to fire warning shots at three Iranian Revolutionary Guard fast boats that came about a half a football field from it and a Coast Guard vessel, both in international waters. Now, all these provocations are taking place in the same week. You're telling me that's not coordinated. Just something to look out for. That's all we have for today, folks. As always, the world is an exciting, badass place. Stay informed. You can do so by tuning in here on Apple or the Google Play Store. Until next time, Vaya con Dios, America.